But you guys just said you, you guys can do anything, and you've proven in, in one vein, uh, you've proven success in a predominantly black-dominated field, and you guys being white. How can, uh, did you find that difficult? You're not talking too much. Uh, pay attention, come on. All right. I think that's a very racist remark to bring in the color barrier here. This has nothing to do with anything. It's music, isn't it? I mean, what are you trying to say? What are you, racist? You don't like this? Come on, man. Let's get something straight here. Dave, no one tells us what to do. Not that any kind. Dave, Dave, sit down. Okay. Could I just say, can I just say for the record that Dave's, Dave's not in the band? I'm the chief of security, like I said, he is. David is trim coordinator. Now, while we're on the stage playing, Dave is walking around the audience looking for the girls who are standing on their chairs and screaming and asking them if they want to meet the stars. I gather the women. He is the best trim coordinator. I gather the one that got him that.
get Dave in here. You got to get Dave in here. And don't if we lose you, Brett, get Dave. Just just <laughs> click all right. on. All right. Just click on Dave. Click him on. Click him on. Get him on. Both of us will call back. All right. Get all right. Dave. You got to get Dave. All right. Dave. Dave. Hello, Dave. Hey, man. You excited for my visit? Yeah, uh, you're going to be here like the middle of the, middle of the month. I just went to the Easter hospital. Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday, 11 days. Okay, I just went to I just went to the hospital. She's all right, but they might move her around. Um She really took 100 Prozac? She took like 100 pills. It was, it was probably 90 because the only usually it's uh, oh, I don't know, I don't is know. once a day. Well, then she opened up an, she opened up another bottle. Hi, op- this is Brett. Please leave a message of the back. Why, 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 get, rid of, get rid of Brett. Hold on, hold on, hold man, on if, you, if you're going to fucking OD, man, don't OD on Prozac. That's stupid. Get rid of Brett. Just gives you a stomachache. Yeah, well, well, she's okay, but then I had to go down to the hospital today and like feed, uh, give, give them the inside of what she's been talking about. She's talking a bunch of shit. And, uh... Yeah, but, you know, you gotta understand she's elderly, so, you know, her mind's not as what it used to be, so... Yeah, 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 I know, I know. You know, I mean, you're just gonna deal with it, you know. I mean, when she gets on the phone, she starts talking about Jesus. You think I, you know, uh, criticize her? No, I, 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 you know, I play along. Right. Yeah, Zomb- you know, it's a formula. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Zombie, stop doing the uh, the poor thing. Like, oh, I hate it when you do this. It's like, it's zombie, when you backpedal and you, like, become, like, the victim, I hate it. I hate it. Uh, Dave, I don't like people that play yeah, the victim. Yeah, Lyle, Lyle did that all the time. Yeah, I hate that shit. I fucking hate it. Yeah, I know. I'm the victim. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm the... I'm the- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like... It's like- Hey man, why you do this to me, man? I'm such a good person, don't you see it? Yeah, yeah. I know. How dare you? How dare you? Yeah. You know how much I've done for you? You know I've been there and fucking blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, pal, you don't like it? Get off the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, give me yeah, my, saying, give me my fucking car yeah, keys yeah. back and a tank of gas and 50 cents. I'm not in a hand job. Well, uh, zombie, zombie, uh, zombie. Ask grass or cash, <laughs> man. Nobody rides for free. All right. So, okay. Anyways, uh, so my mom's in the hospital. She took a whole bottle, right. of, bottle of Prozac, uh, and then Prozac. <coughs> uh, uh, I saw her today. Well, she, I mean, here, here, I, I get Trump. My dad, you know, he, he Holocaust survivor and everything. Uh-huh. So it's a, a, a year before he dies. And he, he hated being bald, right? Mm-hmm. So um, another thing, I guess, like when you're persecuted by the Nazis, you sort of become enamored by authority figures, you know, like police officers, FBI, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, you respect them. So he was like a businessman. And when you're in business, you know, it's good to have friends on the police force, friends, you know. You know, friends in the law enforcement, whatever. Right, right, right. So, well, but um, let me say this before you go. Just keep, keep your even in the mob, they had a, a uh, they had a rule. You never shoot a cop. I mean, even in the mob, they had like they had that rule. So, yeah, right, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, yeah. It was like yeah, it was taboo. Unspoken. Like, women and kids. Yes. It was, it women, was, kids, and the cops. You never did. You never killed women or kids. And you know, you know, Don Rickles died today. 
started telling a lot of people Frank Sinatra's story because I had met Don through Frank. And uh, I love Don. Don was such a great comic. But let me tell you this thing about my dad. So um, we kind of bonded in the last five years before he died because he hated being bald. So when I was doing all those TV shows, every city I would go to, I would get him like a Chicago PD hat, an NYPD hat, an FBI hat, a CIA hat. Uh, and he loved it, you know, and I ended up getting him like 50 fucking hats, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then he would go like to restaurants and shit like this. Now this is after 9-11. And people would really think he was like a retired cop and shit, right? So it's a year before he dies. And it's coming up on Hanukkah, which is Jewish Christmas. And he says to me, um, Dave, you know, stop sending me hats. I got, I got too many hats, you know. Because I sent him like 50 hats, right? You have reached so the I'm maximum like, time permitted to record. Who, to what? send your message, press 1 get, at any time. Mike, to take, listen to your message, get rid press of, 2. Mike, to get rid of Brett. Press 3. Why, why are For you... more options, press 4. Mike to has... cancel, press star. I swear to God. Wait, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Dave. Can I put a gun to my hand? No, that's all right. What? Let me finish my story. <laughs> I know. Okay, keep going. You're, you're okay. You're okay, talking so my, about so my the dad, cop, my your dad. dad. So my, my dad goes, you know, no more hats. I go, all right, Dad, you know, what, what do you want for Christmas? Because I was doing well. Um, you know, I, I just got in, uh, part in that movie Mall Cop 2. And I said, Dad, you can have anything you want. And you know what he says to me, Trev? True story, right? Mm-hmm. He goes... You know, I'm getting sick. I'm getting older. He says, you know, I went to visit one of your mom's friends in a nursing home. He says, son, I want you to make me a promise. If they ever put me in a nursing home, I want you to promise me this. And I go, what is it, Dad? And he goes, you'll come in and you'll smother me with a pillow. And and I'm in Vegas. I, like, fucking dropped the phone. I'm like, what? Huh? And he says... I was in this nursing home, and they were treating the people like animals. He says, if that's how I have to live for the rest of my life, I don't want to live. And I said, Dad, I'm not going to smother you with a pillow. He says, you asked me what I wanted? That's what I want. Now, give me your word. If they ever put me, I said, here, here's what I'll do. Get Mom on the phone. So my mom picks up the phone. I said, Mom. Just so I don't have to go to jail for negligent homicide, uh, don't put that in the nursing home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but, but can you believe that? The guy, the guy goes, this is what he wants for Hanukkah Christmas. He goes, here, promise me you'll smother me with a pillow. You know what? And this I mean, is... if I'm going to kill, if I here, if I'm going to kill somebody, right? Uh-huh. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fucking, you know, get like some rohypnol and put it in his tea, you know, so he goes quietly and peacefully. Fully, I'm not going to smother him with a pillow, <laughs> you know. Can I ask you? Can I ask you? This <laughs> I mean, is this is. Can I ask you like a a, a question that's I I don't think sure. I'll make I don't think I'll make you mad. Okay, so when your no, mom when your never, I, I don't get mad. When your mom and dad were like uh, together before your dad passed away, was your mom uh, a, was your mom a good cook for your dad? Yeah, uh, but my I, my my uh, my dad, you know, ran a restaurant, but my mom was a better cook because okay. my dad, um, you know, he ran a deli, so he couldn't cook what he cooked at home. But my my mom was a good cook. Okay. Now you know the funny thing is now. Yeah. What? The best cook in the house. 
You? Let's see. You know, yeah, you know, I became a good cook. Doug's rectum out, and I had to prepare a special diet, so I had to learn to cook. But I'm a really good cook. I'm a good cook, too, for rehab. Yeah, uh, I like tonight, uh, tonight she had um, lemon, garlic, salmon, with herbs and spices and mashed potatoes, and I had carne asada. Right. Now, my mom, I'm going to tell you straight out, she's a horrible cook, never could cook since she was a kid. She can't cook. She, look, we had my dad had to take us out to eat the Sizzler and, and like, Bob's Big Boy and every, every just to, to feed us. My mom couldn't cook. So now... Well, my dad, my dad, because he worked in a restaurant, uh-huh. every Sunday we would go to these really fancy restaurants. And he, he made a mistake because we, we would go to, like, the seafood restaurant mm-hmm. called Charlie's Crab, and they served what's called Charlie's Bucket. And it literally it had a lobster, a crab, it had mussels, you know, stuff, all kinds of stuff. And it was designed for two people. And me being an asshole teenager, right? I go, hey, Dad, I bet I could finish the whole thing. And he goes, if you can finish the whole thing, I'll not only pay for it, I'll give you 20 bucks. And I go, oh, hell yeah. And I finished the whole thing. And we would go out to dinner. And the worst thing was, was if now when I got to be like 16, you know, and I was on TV and I was dating and stuff. Yeah. If you tried to get out of going to dinner with my dad, Forget about it. It was like, you know, it was like some people have to go to church. Yeah. Sunday night, you had to go to dinner. And I'll never forget this one time. I get a phone call. It was 17 and a half years old. And it's Madonna's brother. And I was doing my TV show with him. And he goes, it was a summer night. And my dad was having company barbecued during the summer. We had a pool. And Martin goes, Madonna and Sean Penn are at my house for my sister's graduation. I lived in Rochester, Michigan. And I'm like, Martin, I'll be right there. And I'm literally pulling out of my driveway in a 73 Maverick, right? And my dad stands behind the car and says, Mr., does Madonna put steaks on your table? Madonna doesn't do crap for you. You ain't going nowhere. And, and one of his friends showed up, you know, and explained to him, you know, what a big celebrity she was. And he let me go, you know. But, man, can you imagine that? You get this phone call, and this is in the 80s, that, you know, you're invited to go see Madonna and Sean Penn, and your dad pulls that bullshit. Wow. <laughs> hey, did, did you, uh, this is another thing, too, because I, I was pretty much raised by my grandparents, my grandmother, because my mom was, uh, yeah, was, me, me and my grandma got along great. Oh, I, I was, was going to ask you that. Did you did you like know your grandparents from both sides, or, or did you know? Them? No, no. Uh, my my mom was raised by a single parent. My my uh, grandfather was a drunk, and he left my mom when uh, she was three. Mm-hmm. So my grandma and my great grandma and my great aunt, who was my grandma's mother's sister mm-hmm. she was schizophrenic and thought she was elizabeth taylor she <laughs> those three raised my mom and and, and this the 50s you know mm-hmm. imagine being raised by a single parent in the 50s and 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 one member's family is schizophrenic authority 
and I would never forget. I would go over and visit, and uh, and and Annie would be like on Thorazine, and she would just be sort of rocking back and forth. Have you ever seen anybody on Thorazine? My my mom rocks back and forth. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They just sit there, sir, and then like occasionally they'll say something, and they'll be like, "Davy, do I look like Elizabeth Taylor?" Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm thinking to myself, man, where is this coming from? You know, and then like if they if if, if my great aunt got off her medicine, mm-hmm. she would lose her mind, and we would get these phone calls. There was this fast food restaurant called Burger Chef, and they had uh, a salad bar. Yeah. And my aunt, my aunt was was at Burger Chef, and she was off her meds, and she just started eating cherry tomatoes and wouldn't leave. So they end up calling the police, and I'm like 12 years old, and the phone rings. It's the Oak Park police, and they go, uh, uh, "Can we speak to Mrs. Lerman?" And I'm like, "Sure." And my mom picks up the phone, and she says, "Hey, Dave, we gotta we gotta go to the burger shop." I said, "Why? I'm not hungry." And uh, but uh, my mom's like, uh, uh, "Annie had an incident." You know, because you're 12, you know, it's a mental illness, you know. Right. So we go there, and there's, like, three three cops, right? And my aunt has got, like, a mountain of cherry tomatoes on on one of those trays. You know, you get the fucking food, food place, right? And and my, my aunt was very heavy. My great aunt was very heavy. And they're trying to put a straight, a straight jacket on this, like, you know, the early 80s, like the 70s. You know, I'm 12. It was a, yeah, it was, yeah, let's see, 12, it was like 82. So um, they're trying to put a straight jacket on her because she won't leave. Yeah. Because if, if you're off, if you're schizophrenic and you're off your medicine, I mean, you're, 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 you're out of control. Yeah, that, my mom, my mom, my mom takes three pills a day for schizophrenia. Okay, keep going. I know. Yeah, but, but okay, but 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 in '82, right? Mm-hmm. The medicine for schizophrenia wasn't as um, effective as it is now. I mean, basically, it was like a tranquilizer that would knock you out for like three days, and, and when you weren't knocked out, you were comatose mm-hmm. and you would just rock. You know, I mean, it's not much better now, but you know, it was better than. Uh, you know what the alternative was? What? Uh, electroconvulsive therapy. Where they would literally electrocute your brain, it was it was like a lobotomy. <laughs> you know that was that was the they they didn't understand schizophrenia. No, and now there's so many degrees of it. But the thing was, so yeah, my mom. Uh, but the best was my grandma. Um, uh, my dad would work late, so my grandma would babysit me every Friday and Saturday night, and then on Saturday mornings we would watch cartoons. But on Sunday we would watch the religious programming and there was this guy, Reverend Ike. And even though we were Jewish, this guy would be like, you know, if you think you have problems because you owe money to the bill collectors, hell no. It's the bill collectors that have problems. You see, you need to give Reverend Ike every piece of money in your pocket no, 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 because hey, it'll come keep going i know i know who reverend ike was keep going Catherine coolman and all right. the... yeah, 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 yeah here we go your health wealth love prosperity and money i'm calling you into my life money loves me money i am 
calling you into my life. God wants me to drive a Cadillac. This, and me and my grandma yeah. just, and just laugh our asses off. And I still, I'm looking at it right now. We sent away. Um, it was like, uh, you know, any offering you could, you, you could, uh, uh, send a reverend night and he sent you this prayer medallion and I still have it to this day. We sent him $5 and he sent me this prayer medallion. Um, but, uh, if you go on the internet and you look up Reverend Ike, this guy was like Kennison. Yes. He was better than any stand-up comic because he would fleece everybody. He would pass that plate around. And man, he would just take in the money. Oh man, he was great. But I'm gonna tell and, you about. He, he dressed like a pimp. You. I know, but I gotta tell you something about Zombie. See, Zombie is another okay. guy. I, I'm not really sure. Like you and I, like uh, you like we like. Uh, uh, well, not. I'm gonna go to. The, I'm gonna tell you. Zombie likes Gene Scott's uh, widow. Okay, I mean. Like Melissa Scott, do you know who that is? I like, remember, like, uh, yeah, Doc- yeah, but Jay, he was this chalkboard guy, right? Yeah, yeah, Scott. he had the chalkboard. He would yell at you and like send me money. Yeah, yeah. No, but this is what yeah. zombies into. I mean, I think zombie is just like he likes to be like uh, persecuted over the TV set or something while he's smoking his weed or something. I don't know, but it's just funny. I think it's the, I think it's the, I think it's the weed because like <laughs> I don't smoke pot. Um, I drink and I do drugs. Um, but not marijuana. Um, but I, I, I have tried marijuana several times. Yeah. Um, and, and I can see where that would be entertaining if you were stoned. Because, like, like look at your typical stoner. Um, like, have you ever dated, like, a hardcore stoner? No. Oh, wait, my wife, Terry wasn't. Yeah, she might be. It wasn't hardcore, but she was pretty close. No, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like wake and bake. Like, I mean, like no. I mean, no. like people. Okay, I have. All right, and these, these are chicks, and they could watch like a Will Ferrell movie, like Step Brothers or Talladega Nights, which I think were so stupid, and mm. it was the funniest thing ever, and. I got to like I tried medical marijuana for the first time when uh, I went to do uh, uh, a court show with Nancy Grace. It was like 2010, and uh, medical marijuana was legal in California. So the guy brought to be my witness. He gets his he takes the per diem. You know when you do these court shows like Gary Garber did. Yeah. Uh, they give you 250 dollars, right? So this guy Aaron, right? Yeah. He takes the cash, right? And he gets his medical marijuana card. Uh, and then he goes and he buys the medical marijuana. And uh, I've had strong marijuana. Nothing compared to this medical marijuana. Uh, and we're back at the hotel. But... Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I'm still here. Yeah, and we just... I mean, I mean, but but when you're like really stoned and really good pot, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Gene Scott is funny. I mean, you would probably think Adele is like Beethoven because like really good pot. Though. Oh, I mean, that's look, uh, Wally Wally George would have been funny too. I mean, this, when you're on when you're stoned. Well, no, Wally George was funny when you were sober. Yeah, <laughs> Wally yeah. George was great. Yeah, yeah, but but, but, but like, I was like religious, a lot like of Don Rickles today. 
Yeah, the Don Rickles thing. You know, too. Danger, Dangerfield smoked a lot of pot. Yep, I I saw that too. Uh, yeah, he used to, he's a smoke pot, but uh, Don yeah, Rickles. Tommy Chong. I'm trying to think. Uh, Willie Nelson, Snoop Dogg. Do you know yeah, the a first lot of great thing? Smoke pot. Do you know the first thing I thought about when I heard Don Rickles died? It was like I what? felt I felt sorry for Bob Newhart. Artie Lang. Or no, I I felt sorry oh, for Newhart. I felt felt sorry for Bob Newhart. That was his best friend. And that's the first thing I thought. Yeah, I, I, well, yeah, there's a documentary on Netflix called Mr. Worms, and Bob Newhart's on that. And yeah. yeah, they were close. But uh, you know what? Uh, Johnny Carson, Sinatra, mm-hmm. I mean, Don Rickles. Do you remember him in uh, uh, Beer League? What he called Artie Baby Gorilla? <laughs> yes, I do. Artie got, got off of the, uh, uh, he, uh, he skated on the charges. Well, wasn't that dirty work? Wasn't it dirty work? I yeah, uh, no, 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 no. Dirty, yeah, dirty work. Yeah, when they were ushers at the movie theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Don Rickles <laughs> was in beer league too. He was in both of them. He was in both. Okay. Yeah. And yep. uh, Norm Macdonald's great too. I mean, I love, I love that. Oh yeah, yeah. Norm Macdonald's great. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, in fact, Norm Macdonald's so funny that I was watching it. Uh, like, you watched the old Howard Stern stuff, and you like you you pretty much watched everything. Oh yeah. But like Norm Macdonald came on. Once and he said, "I'm following that. This is this is all true." He went on Twitter and he's following Kip Adada. He has like 140 uh, people on his Twitter. <laughs> Kip Adada does, and he goes and he was like making. He says, "I, I like this guy. He's like an old dude." And he just, uh, our, I'm just saying, Norm Macdonald is like a is a crazy motherfucker to fo- to follow Kip, but he got off on it. I mean. He, there's something in his brain that's not quite right, but it is quite right. I don't know how to, how to explain it. I mean, I would follow somebody. Yeah, it's really hard to explain, but I agree. I agree with you because Kip Adana is like one of those train wrecks that you you just you can't take your eyes yeah. off of. No, but you and can the use. The funny thing was, you can use his back ma- in the day, he was a huge comic. But you can use his material as a as a nobody, and like uh, it's funny. I mean, it's just funny. That, not like, anymore, though. No, not. I mean, his old material. No, no, his no, his but new he's material. He's going around the bed. No. I mean, remember when you thought you were James Garner's son? Yeah, he told me to tell everybody <laughs> that. He told me to tell everybody I was James Garner's son. That way, we can get publicity. And he never had a son in right. his life. I go. Hey, I, I mean, go. Kip was out of his fucking mind. He, he said. Yeah, I, I mean, do you remember the messages? He would, you know, I mean, he recorded a whole video. Yeah. I man. mean, if anybody was going to call you an obsessed fan, it would have been Kip Adani. He did this whole video ranting about you, talking about James Garner's son wanting to do a radio show with him. <laughs> and I'm thinking, is there another Trevor Garner that's. The Rockford guy's son, yeah. and and it was the funniest video because he would sit and then sometimes he would do videos about women, yeah, and, and being rejected by women. But he got you know uh, I read a great book. If you, I, I don't know if you read it anymore, but uh, it's going to be a TV show. It's called I'm Dying Up Here, and it takes place between 1970. When Freddie Prince, Richard Pryor, uh, Argus Hamilton, all those guys started at the comedy store. And it ends in 89 when Sam Kinison 
gets banned from the comedy store. And Jim Carrey turned it into a TV show, going to be on Showtime. But I read the book. And during that time, Kip Adada, Ali Joe Prather, Bruce Baum, Bill Kirkenbauer, The Unknown Comic, all those guys, that's when uh, Elaine Boozler um, and, and drugs were everywhere, you know. Uh, and the, the story of, of comedy, because uh, Mitzi, who ran the comedy store, was competing with Bud Friedman. Uh, amazing story. And you look at these comics. Now, Argus is amazing because even today, you know, he's been sober for so long, mm -hmm. he's still very, very funny. Yes. No, I, oh, I have some news that'll make you. Right. Uh, right. Here's some. Here's uh, some news uh, for you. Did you? Hey, did, did, did you? Did you hear? Uh, Andrew Dice Clay right. is going to play Lady Gaga's father in A Star Is Born. What? <laughs> you know what that sounds like to me? Uh, Dave Casting. No, no, no. That sounds like. Uh, who was the wrestler with the rubber band and like Cindy Lauper like played her father? Uh, Lou Albano. Well, Lou Albano. <laughs> that Lou sounds Albano. like Lou Captain Albano playing Cindy Lauper's yeah. father in the yeah, video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, almost the same thing. Girls want to have fun. Yeah, yeah be, be, because you know Dice isn't going to act. He's just going to be a total douchebag. Mm -hmm. And you can imagine. Now I saw the original Star Is Born with Chris Christopherson and Barbara Streisand. And Barbara Streisand played the Lady Gaga role. Mm -hmm. And I forget, I think it might have been like Zero Mostel or some Jew. Um, and he was like the typical Jew father. Mm -hmm. uh, and Dice is going to play the Italian father. So, I mean, it'll just be Dice being Dice. Right. Well, I yeah. just don't know how, how, how this guy works. Dude, you know, Dice? I, he's the same guy in everything. No, and he has those big old like glasses on. That looks like bug eyes or something, like those giant glasses. Yeah, and as you know, <laughs> he's big into the marijuana too now. Yeah, yeah. Well, remember I was I he he was talking to me in rehab. Remember that time? Yeah, and, and he yeah, said, yeah, yeah, that was that was funny. And he goes, yeah, he that goes, was great because remember Scott, remember Scott Harrington? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott called in, and he actually called him on the whole Doug Beatty thing. Yeah, and then uh, it, I was in rehab, and he and I said, "Hey, hey, Dice, what do you think about medical marijuana?" And he says, "I couldn't get it. Get like, through, I, I, it. Could, I couldn't get through a day without it, or something like that." Right, right, exactly, exactly. What are you gonna do? You know, without medical marijuana. Yeah, but you, you know, you, you know, my problem with marijuana is it stays in your system for thirty days. Did, so, like, God forbid, like, you know, you got three DUIs. Let's say you just take, like, one toke, right? Yeah. And you're stone cold sober. And, you know, somehow you happen to get behind the wheel of a car. Uh -huh. What's that, strike number four? Right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I actually now, drove, uh, I drove hey, my... Hey, how long, how long do you have to carry SR-22? My SR-22, uh, I think it's, like... Maybe another year. I mean, it's like shoot. My last my last DUI was 2010, so we're like seven years. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, speaking of a friend who's very similar to me, um, is going to uh, Anaheim in uh, uh, eleven days. Mm -hmm. So uh, he was going to rent a car, and uh, the rented car goes. 
I'm sorry, Mr. Rhymes with German. Uh, you have an SR-22, um, and we we don't rent to people. And this is like uh, Enterprise. Right. Uh, we don't rent to people with SR-22. And I said, well, my mom is coming, but she's legally blind. What if she signs for it? And they're like, no. And, it, and then it's, it's 48 months from when you're sentenced, not from when you're arrested. It's three years until you don't have you own a car. Mm-hmm. But to run a car, it's 48 months. And you also can never get into Canada. All right, I know that. But this is where we got to get into Mike, my engineer. All right, Mike, where are you at with your DUI? I want to know. <clears throat> well, April 18th, my, I get my license back. Yes. And then May, I think May 18th is when I have the hearing. Oh, was it your so, first offense, Mike? Yeah, it's my first offense. And um, so what, they, what, 90 days? Suspension? Yeah, I got the DUI back in November. Okay. And then did you have to go to victim's impact class? No, I haven't done anything yet. Or community service? No, nothing. I I spent a night... Oh, Trevor and me can tell you about that, but don't don't even worry about it But it's only a first. Yeah, yeah, that first 90 days, that sucks. It's yeah, the, so I've been stressing it's not out bad. about it's it. It's not really bad, no, Mike. Yeah, yeah, but see, I, I worked a way around it because uh, I had them give me a restricted license, hypothetically, allegedly, um, and I said I needed a car to go to synagogue and to my meetings and shit like that. So I had a restricted license uh, yeah. if I ever was convicted in, in my fantasy world. Um, yeah. But I digress. Um, did you did you get a public defender or a real lawyer? I haven't got either. I, I was just told to just consult with a lawyer because I yeah, already- no, go with the, if it's your first offense, go with the public defender because you're going to get the same thing. Trevor will tell you this too. Yes. Now, if your second one, get a lawyer. Right. But your first one, public defender because yeah. you're going to get the same thing that you get. Um, uh, with like even the most expensive lawyer, because it's like a mandatory thing. Right, right. Trevor, right. what was it like? First, all, first, all they're going to do. It was, all they're going to do is say, "Hey, hey, uh, Mike, the engineer, go down to the cashier yeah. and work out a payment plan, and you'll pay him a hundred yeah, bucks." Right, a month. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, it. Yeah, That's yeah, all yeah, they're going to yeah, do. Just open your wallet. All they're going to say yeah. is, "Open your and wallet." And you just pay, pay him and like every pay time him hundred dollars a month. Spend enough money, they'll, they'll come up with another reason for you. Like for example. I had the restricted license. Mm-hmm. It was $200 to get my temporary license. And then when my temporary license expired to get my regular license back, another yeah. $200. The fucking DMV might as well be called the fucking loan shark of the mafia. Because yeah, every time you go to the fucking DMV, right? Yeah. Now, and then this was another thing. Um... I had uh, a police hearing, and I won my police hearing uh, because mine involves some pharmaceutical medication. And I had kidney failure, and I won my police hearing. And even the, and the best thing is if the cop doesn't show up, you win by default. And it, it saves you money because, you know, that, uh, cause it can't give you any uh, um, traffic 
uh, violation tickets. So the yeah. cop shows up, and I win that. But then I go to my PD. I said, hey, the police found me innocent. What do you mean I got a cop a plea? So I, I pled no contest to misdemeanor um, driving under the influence. And and I didn't really think that it would have that big of a deal because I did uh, community service. I did victim's impact. Um, and then I tried to go to Canada. God, was I fucked. Oh, man. They were having a terrorist drill, too. And it's like it is almost impossible uh, they told the Patriot Act. They told me that you have to, to like go Canada. up. They told you that you had to go up a, a sort of like a court and like get get some judge. Yeah, get a paper and get a temporary yes, yes, yes. Um, visitors permit, and it's like eight hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh, so wow. I decided, fuck Canada. Fuck Canada. Uh, and the the funny thing was is I had gone four months earlier to see Kevin Smith. And I just drove to the border. I didn't even ask for my passport or anything. But then I went with my mom and my mom forgot to sign her passport. And had she have signed her passport, we wouldn't have gone to secondary inspection. And then we go to secondary inspection, they run your thing. And like in the United States, it, uh, like, uh, uh, Mike, uh, Was yours a felony or a misdemeanor? Uh, I think it's a misdemeanor. I have. Yeah, it's a misdemeanor. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know where Mike? Yeah, it's a misdemeanor. Do you know where Mike got it? Next to poor man's uh, condo, right in, in Newport Beach, right down there, Costa Mesa. Oh, yeah, Newport. Oh, the Newport Beach guys, assholes. Right. That's yeah, where, that's well, where Mike Costa got Mesa it. Costa Mesa, and it's on the border, though. He was right on the yeah. border. Yeah. Down, yeah. All by all those parts. Hey, Trevor, remember the horror show that is victims in plague. Class. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, a mic, everything yeah. like uh, that you can do, uh, that you can take online, uh, take it online and shop around because, like, they'll tell you it's like 200 bucks, but you can yeah. find it for 60 and And they give you all the answers. So, right. You know, there's, uh, when it gets to that point, um, call, call your buddy Dave and I'll give you some good tips. And, and I, I played. I played earlier uh, a show that I did uh, last year. That I my last rehab for three three months. <clears throat> I never even showed up in rehab. The dude just signed me uh-huh. out because the guy who owned the rehab. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, the sober <laughs> living guys are all fucking corrupt. Yeah, right, right. And, and, and then, well, no, I was yeah. out. I was out drinking with them. Well, well, I'm, and then they just <laughs> and they just signed it off to the judge. <laughs> Shh. Yeah, well, uh, this oh, that was like, friend, it's a long time ago. remained nameless. Um, <laughs> he was in Silver Living, and um, it was run by Adam Levine, you know, from Maroon Five. Mm-hmm. His brother ran the place, and he was dealing drugs that he used to go down to Tijuana and buy illegally, right? And hooking up to people at Silver Living with these illegal pharmaceuticals from Tijuana, right? And it was fucking Adam Levine's brother. That's it, it. was funny about this the sober living that I was in with Greg. It's like they would like post was that Century City. No, no, no. Century City was the first three months. They were pretty strict, but they were all heroin addicts. But then when I got to uh, the, I had to bail because they were all gay guys. 
So then I bailed and I went right. for three more months to this other one. And you would walk in. They actually like this is here's let's listen to this. Okay, it was like a house and it had, you know, like five bedrooms with bunk beds and all the stuff. They they all have. And and you'd walk in and basically it's hundred and twenty five dollars a week, you know, to be in sober living. And that's cheap. Yeah, yeah, well, I got, well, see, I, I met the guy in a bar, and he owned the house. So, it's like, I go, his name's Brian. And if you listen back to one of the shows, so basically all I had to do was, like, Brian just wants his 125 bucks so he can go drink. Uh, and he gave me a bed, and a, uh, he, they put my name on a, in the kitchen on, like, a little, I don't know, I don't know what it was, like, a little uh, storage space for my food. And... But I never, you know, I never even slept there once for three months. I basically it said had like pictures up, and it said there is no alcohol involved. Like you can't have alcohol here, no illegal <coughs> drugs. Da 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 da. There was like pictures all over of like uh, don't do this, don't do that. But hey, outside the place, it was basically an instruction manual of what to do. But but, but you <laughs> look look outside the place, I can get hammered. Okay. Right, but I never even lived yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 the whole Bill W industry is the biggest scam ever. That's right. That's right. Bill W, fuck him and John Wayne. And uh, yeah. let's get let's get let's get back to Don Rickles. Yeah, did you ever see him in concert? Nope. But I mean, I was always a yeah. fan of his. He, I was... he was he was amazing because he never had like a set set. He was just going and fuck with the audience. Yeah. It, and, <laughs> and every show was different. Every show was different. And then when he was on with Carson, my God. He was the only guy who could talk shit to Frank Sinatra and not get killed. Because <laughs> Sinatra was connected, you know. Oh, yeah. And you never fuck with Sinatra. I watched the one. When, I was when... watching. Uh, do you know who Susan Lucci was? Yes. From All My Children? Yep. So she's selling jewelry on, like, Home Shopping Club, and she's so desperate that she's, you know, telling stories about Frank Sinatra's big cock. And I said to myself, like, you know, yeah, that's worth buying some jewelry for. The Sinatra was awesome, you know? <laughs> and and what i the one thing i did see like uh when reagan was like uh, had like some presidential dinner yeah reagan was his best friend too that's right and then yeah, and, he was very and he was like po- he was poking fun at reagan and and uh like was that on the dean martin roast no no they, they had an actual like at the white house they had a dinner and then he like oh yeah 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 I saw remember, that remember, yeah, the, one, I remember the one remember the one where i think it was webster like introduced him the guy the kid that played webster introduced him oh jeez Emmanuel Lewis. Emmanuel Lewis introduced him. Yes, and then right, he was, right, because right, yeah, because Nancy Reagan had him for the scene. Oh, the drug. Yes, he was. Uh, isn't that funny though? That's funny. They they all had this this little. Uh, oh, did you hear? God uh, went to rehab. Who? Vern Troyer. Vern Troyer. Mini me. Mini, Mini me. From Austin Powers. Yeah. She's. I remember on that that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, remember, remember when he's oh, on that. that remember real there. Life. The, yeah, when he the, pissed it with, he was on a motorized wheelchair, and then yeah, he goes yeah, yeah. in the corner. Yeah, the one with Jose yeah. Canseco the funny, the and fun, the Brady Bunch dude. Yeah, well, Christopher. It's funny because, the, the, um, you know, I'm going to, uh, to to stay in Anaheim at Harbor, and there's a store, um, and I know you've been there, and it's right across from Disneyland, mm-hmm. 
and they've got like 300 kinds of those airline liquor bottles right. that are perfect for smuggling into Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and uh, so I, I was thinking to myself, I said, uh, I, I bet you Mini-Me made some sort of deal with the airlines, like Frontier and Spirit. And because and, and I remember Doug, Doug, whenever I would uh, uh, wheel him off the plane, um, he would have me distract the stewardesses, you know, when you're disembarking. Mm-hmm. And on the right side is a beverage cart. And Doug would just take like 30 or 40 bottles and shove them under his ass of, of those little tiny Smirnoff bottles. Uh-huh. And, and it was like, you know, like for guys like uh, Mimi me, me, and Doug Beatty, those little Smirnoff bottles is like a pint for when, us. When was the last time you were there by Disneyland over there in that area? Uh, 2009. Oh, hey, hey Mike, it has, yeah. changed, it has changed so much since 2009. Listen, when you come back here, you're not going to even recognize it. It's like everything is oh, brand yeah. new. They have like uh, apartment complexes, like built up all they they tore everything down it's huge i mean you wouldn't even you're not going to recognize it when you get there really no it's it's well, I'm looking forward to it. it'll be my mom's 80th birthday yeah and um i want to take you to a place called trader sam's which is a a, a tiki bar at right. disneyland hotel yes i remember i've been there yeah that's cool right, let's go yeah yeah it's a, yeah it's a good one it's a good one yeah, but and, again, uh, I mean, California Adventure—they serve booze, but Disney doesn't. Yeah, we're, we're well, gonna... we we would go to this place, Club Thirty Three, and they had booze there. But we'd always bring around. Hey, Mike, funny story. You want to hear great? Mike, Mike, the engineer. Hey, since yeah. you're like over there, he works over there by the stadium. Can we do like a live uh-huh. show from like when Dave is here? Can we like just one show? Oh, uh, you mean from Anaheim? Yeah, yeah, from by Disneyland in the area, wherever Dave wants to do it, we could do a show like live. I'm I'm at the Marriott Fairfield. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think they have internet connections. That's the problem. Well, you have that. Well, they we have hard, internet at the hotel. If there was a hard hard internet connection that you had a room that you could do it, then yeah, you could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, or I could call in whichever. Well, we'll play right, it by we'll, ear. We'll work something. But um, uh, I I I gotta tell you this great story. Do you remember Captain EO, the three D movie at Disneyland with Michael Jackson? <laughs> So, oh, yeah. um, okay, so we had, like, these traditions uh, uh, back. Uh, Doug had gotten a lifetime pass. And then when Doug died, they sent me a letter that said that, that because Doug died, that mine was no longer valid, which is bullshit. But, you know, what are you going to do? You know, kill the mouse? I don't know. Um, so... We do, like, a couple of things. Like, we had these traditions. So whenever we would hear the song, Welcome to the Jungle, it was our cue to do a bump of cocaine. And whenever we went to Disneyland, there were three things that we did almost religiously. Um, There was a phone booth in Tomorrowland that was supposed to be, like, the phone booth in the future because it had no receiver. So it was essentially a speakerphone. But, like, in the 80s, nobody knew what a fucking speakerphone was. So I would always call my mom from that phone. And then right before I went on Space Mountain, I'd do a bump of cocaine. And I would take these little bottles of vodka, and they had these orange slushies uh, in Adventureland from Dole, like um, orange juice whips. 
and I would put in two shots of vodka and then go on Pirates of the Caribbean. But uh, Doug, so he's inside Captain EO because he can't ride Space Mountain. So I get off of Space Mountain, and if you've ever been on Space Mountain on cocaine, your heart feels like it's going to come through your throat. It's an awesome rush as long as you don't die because you really feel like you might die. So I'm lucky to have lived through it. So then I get off of Space Mountain, and Doug's like, hey, man, you know, give me a bump. Come on. And there's this little bathroom, and he goes in, and he keeps the vial of cocaine. And then we go into Captain Neil, and he's watching a movie. And did you ever see Captain Neil? I think I was I there when it first came out, yes. The, yeah, the, ride, the ride. last movie with this elephant puppet and Angelica Houston and Michael Jackson, and it's just stupid. So we're watching the movie. It's in 3D, right? And I look over at Doug, and it's a pitch black movie theater because it's 3D, right? And what's Doug doing? Trying to do some cocaine, right? And then all of a sudden, I hear Doug go, oh, fuck. And I look over, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I dropped the vial. Now, the theater's on an incline, right? Yeah. So I hear the fucking glass vial that's got two grams of cocaine in it rolling down towards the screen. And I'm like, fuck. And then Doug goes, go get it. And I go, it's dark and if somebody catches me picking up cocaine at the theater, I'm going to get arrested, you know? What's this? And no fuss, like, so he goes, pretend like you're looking for a contact lens. And like an asshole, I do it. So I'm on, I'm on all fours while the movie's playing, looking all over the fucking, going under people's feet, going, I lost my contact lens. And I swear to God, I found it. Right? Yeah. And I take it and I put it in my pocket and this Disneyland cast member comes up to me and he goes, do you got your contact lens? And I go, yeah, it's right in my hand. And, and I've already got the vial of Coke in my pocket. And I go, can you just hold it for a second? And he goes, yeah. And I go, oh, shit, you dropped it. And then I pretended like you stepped on my contact lens. And totally averted getting busted for drug possession at Captain EO. So, that's my story. <laughs> my, my, my Doug losing cocaine at Disney. Then, then oh, the other time. That's funny, though. But the, the, Okay, I'll get to the other time. But that's funny that Doug, uh, I mean, he was always, like, aware of, like, what to do. And, and you and him, like, were a, a pretty good team, huh? You're like Martin Lewis. Sorry yeah, we, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. No, we knew, we, we knew what to do. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. I, I didn't say Martin and Lewis just for a joke, but you know, uh, Jerry will yeah, be. Yeah, well, you know, like Abbott and Costello. No, yeah, we, uh, we, yeah, we knew how to feed Avenger. Like yeah. we would be driving like eighty miles an hour, and a policeman would pull us over. Mm. And before I got my license out, Doug would grab his chest and be like, oh, "We're going to the hospital. I'm dying." <laughs> <laughs> and and he would literally like convince the police officer. And there were a couple of times they actually escorted us to the hospital. Yeah. And then we would park and have to sneak out the back, hoping the police officer left to get out of these, you know, 
speeding tickets. Right. <laughs> so yeah, no, we are, we we know how to work the angle. We know how to work the angle. But uh, the funniest thing was, and this was for the poor man. Uh, he worked at Power One Hundred Six, and um, they rented out Disneyland for Powerhouse, and I think they gave out like two thousand tickets. So the the park was pretty much empty because it, it it can fit like ten thousand people, you know. And uh, poor man was in Australia, and uh, got us tickets. And we got a hotel room and everything. And, of course, Doug starts partying in a limousine over there. So the event starts at 5, and it, it goes till midnight. By 5.30, I come off of uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railway, which is like a fucking roller coaster, western theme, mm-hmm. right, because Doug can't go on any of the roller coasters. And I see him by the exit, and... Anytime I go on a roller coaster and Doug would be waiting for me, just so he could experience it, I would scream at the top of my lungs, Jerry Lewis, Jerry Lewis. <laughs> and everybody around me thought I was fucking nuts because I'd be like, Jerry Lewis, Jerry Lewis. And like, even, even if you watch through the video, um, and you see it, you know what I was ziplining? Yes. On the video on the Mexican Island? Yep. I'm on the zipline uh, over a waterfall. 20 stories above ground, and I'm on the zip line going, Jerry Lewis, Jerry Lewis. But I did on every roller coaster, Magic Mountain, whatever. So um, I, I get off the ride, and Doug is passed out. And it's, it's not even 6 o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. And this was during that last year where he was just drinking way too much. And um, when Doug would drink too much, he would pass out, and that's when I would, like, leave him on a plane. Because if you woke him up, um, he was, like, really angry, you know, because he'd still be drunk. Yeah. And and, and, and he'd be like, why the fuck you wake me up? Fuck you. I'm a fucking, I can do whatever I want, blah, blah, blah. So I, I made him sign a piece of paper that, like, I'm an adult man, and I'm responsible for my own actions, and if I don't pass out in public, because this happened, like, 30 times, um, I hereby give permission to my caretaker to leave me and let me sleep, because if I woke him up, it looked like I was attacking a crippled can guy. I, can I ask and you? And it would turn in. It, keep going. Keep going. I'm going to ask you a question in a second. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. So, I get, I get, I get off the roller coaster. I get up the roller coaster, and he's sound asleep, right? Right. So I say, fuck this shit. You know, I got to do gossip for poor man in the morning, and I basically have Disneyland to myself because there's only 2,000 people there, right? So I, I, I just I leave him there, right? And I honestly have no idea what's going to happen next. I'm thinking, because we don't have cell phones then or anything, right? Um, and I go about my business. And they had a concert, uh, the Gap Band. Remember that band, You Dropped a Bomb on Me? Yes. They yep. played on Tom Sawyer's Island. And these stupid um, Power 106 listeners, every single one of them, stood in front of Tom Sawyer's Island watching this concert for an hour and a half. And every single ride was empty. And, of course, we swung a booze in there. Um, and I'm drunk out of my mind. 
And since it was so empty, I convinced a guy to let me go on Indiana Jones over and over and over again. I went out like 40 times, right? Yeah. And I can't find Doug anywhere. And I'm like, screw it. So 2 o'clock in the morning, I go back to the hotel. And I'm in bed because the thing ended at midnight, right? Yeah. And there's no Doug. And I'm thinking to myself, this has never happened before. Because, like, usually, like, if I would leave him on a plane or I would leave him at a nightclub or something, somebody would bring him home or to the hotel, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're thinking, hey, I mean, that's the hospital. They thought he was dead. And then, you know, the hospital would be, like, sleeping off. And I get back to the hotel room and there's no Doug. And I'm just like, this is weird. But I'm so fucked up that I've been on all these rides. I don't give a shit. Because i got to deal with poor man in the morning and do my gossip. Um, 2.30. Knock on the door. Right? Yep. And then I start panicking. Because I'm thinking they're either going to tell me Doug's dead. Or like maybe arrest me for neglect or something. Wait, 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 wait. Is this, this, is this the Michael Jackson and Doug, Dave and Doug? No, 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 no. That was another, no, no, no. That was another story. Oh, okay. No, this this was a private party at Disneyland. Oh, okay. So so the knock on the door, and I go, who is it? And uh, the guy goes, uh, Disneyland security. I have your friend with with me. And I'm like, uh, okay. So open up the door, and this old guy must have been like in his seventies. He looked like uh, Otis uh, from Andy Griffith, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. From Mayberry. And he pushes Doug in, and he goes, your old buddy had too much to drink, but uh, we put him in the Disneyland jail, and he slept it off. <laughs> and, 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 and and Doug has, has got this look at his face, and apparently underneath Main Street, mm-hmm. they have like a drunk tank, and, and, and they put people in Disneyland jail to sleep off if they're, you know, too fucked up. And this guy gives him a ride to the hotel and drops him off. <laughs> and, and Doug is now sober because it's 2.30 and, let's see, 6 o'clock. This is like uh, eight hours later, right? right? Uh-huh. And, 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 then, and then Doug comes into the hotel room and he's like, why are you telling me there? What, what's the matter with you? And I go, you were sound asleep at 6 o'clock. He goes, you know they have a jail at Disneyland? And they put me in this jail cell. <laughs> and then they brought me home. And they wouldn't give me any food. And I said, oh, man, they had ribs, they had chicken. You missed out on all kinds of shit. And, and, and there was no repercussions, no nothing. But Doug spent the entire night at Disneyland in Disneyland jail. Because wow. he was too drunk while I went out of the roller coaster. <laughs> but the cocaine story was better. But yeah, yeah, but but, wow. but again, again, I uh, I want to ask you this one question. Like, see, sure. you you told me one time you said that you're not uh, broken up that Doug passed away. Like, like I said, what if no. Doug was still alive right now? Would you still be with him? Mm-mm. No. It's like I thought about that. I mean, would you still be with him if he was still alive? And uh, no, because no? because the year that he passed away, um, he he was drinking a lot, taking a lot of pills, and and we hardly saw each other 
you know, I was dating a lot of porn stars, and I had just started getting into, like, TV talk shows, reality shows, game shows, and stuff like that, and Doug hated that. There's, there's a clip. Where, um, where, where do you think... one and only... Where do, you, where do you think Doug would be at this point if he lived, if he was still alive? I mean, I mean, no, he would, he would have been dead. Now, let me tell you something, Trevor. When, but the night before he died, mm-hmm. the paramedics came, and I had no idea how big of a drug problem he had. Um, so the paramedics come, and he was complaining of stomach pains, and this had been probably the seventh time in three months that I had to call 911 because he was either vomiting blood or having seizures. You know, um, I mean, he really, the more successful we got, the more into drugs Doug got. And, and at that point I was totally sober. I mean, Mm -hmm. totally sober. I had a 32 inch waist, I had abs of steel and I was fucking everybody. So, I mean, it was like I had sex all the time, and 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 the, the more successful we got, the more Doug became, you know, like reclusive, and, and he, he, he had a nurse that came in, and it was, it was not good. Um, so the night before he died, the paramedics come, and it was like the seventh time in three months, and I said to myself, I said, you know, I'd better be honest with the paramedics this time. And I, I knew, because he would doctor shop, and I knew that he would keep all his pill bottles in a garbage bag so that he would make sure that he didn't go to the same doctor um, unless it had been enough time since his last prescription. He had like 12 doctors, you know. And I go under his bed. And I pull out this garbage bag, and there's got to be 60 bottles of, like, Demerol, Percocet, Vicodin, everything. And I said to the paramedics, I said, you know, um, I don't know what's going on with him, but he's taking a lot of pain medication. And what happened was when you take that much opiates, Yes. You get constipated. Yes. And your your colon gets blocked and it causes your blood pressure did, to go up. Did Doug um, did Doug yeah. did Doug ever give you a look to kill uh, like like he would kill you like if you said anything about his 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 problems. Oh, I, I hear you want a world exclusive. Do you know the last words Doug Beatty said to me when I gave the paramedics all those pill bottles. What was it? I'll see you in hell. Wow. Guess that what? That was the last thing he said. But the thing was, it was <clears throat> it was so bad at that point, I don't think I could have lived with myself unless I told the paramedics what was going on because I knew he was going to lie about it. Yes. And it had just happened so much. And it was just either breaking his trust or knowing for sure he was going to die. Well, this is, and I, luckily... Yeah, keep going. It's, it's gonna, I, I was going to go into my situation in a second. I want to tell you something. Okay. No, it was just... The thing was, you get to that point where it's just like, 
you're so scared if you don't say something about it. Right. You know, the guy's going to die for sure. Right. Now, in this case, he did die. But at least, you know, and he died unexpectedly because the fact that I told him mm-hmm. it was a result of, you know, a drug overdose. Um, they gave him Narcan. And me and my friend JV went to visit him that night. And he was okay the night before. Then 6 o'clock in the morning, I get this fucking uh, phone, phone call. I'm sound asleep in bed. And, and back then, you know, the answering machine, you would hear it because it's a cassette, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and this woman, on the, I saw the tape. And she goes, uh, I'm calling on behalf of Douglas Baddy. He has expired and we need to contact his next of kin. That's how I found out Doug died. Yeah. But the night before, he was fine. Well, I he had... made it out of his mind, but yeah, the, the last word he said to me was, I'll see you in hell. Yeah, well, it was, I had the same experience I... today. I mean, the, the, what I was asking you was like, it's kind of on my, like, part of my life, because I had to go down to the hospital and see my mom, who just, like, swallowed a whole bottle of pills. And, uh, was was it intentional? Yes. Um, yeah. Well, see, yeah. So it was very similar because, like I said, I like with Doug. My theory with him, I think he couldn't cope with our success. Well, well my mom has like an issue with. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, look, it's it. This is my life, but uh, she has a problem because she, she doesn't. Our look, our family doesn't get along. My sisters and I and. And she wants everybody to be like religious, and you know all this, you know the whole story. But that right. I was, I was sitting there at the hospital bed next to her, and she said to me, "This is today," and I'm telling it straight out. She goes, "I want to go to my psychiatrist, but I don't want Trevor to be in the room." And, I, and then I told the people that the girls that were there, the social workers, I said, "Yeah," because she talks crap on me all the time. And I was just laughing. I mean, it was like a joke. Okay, and then, then I okay. But I said, I want to take these social workers outside, and I want to tell them a few things. And I got the, I got the look of death from my mom. Like, what are you going to tell? It's like out, like. I mean, that, 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 that's the worst thing, because the thing is, when, when you're honest. I was being honest. And the only reason you're honest is because you care. I mean, and I, I know exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's such a rough decision, because on one hand, you're the person, and you don't want to betray you know, their confidence. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, just how are they going to be able to be treated correctly? Right. So you I, know, had, I, had to give, I had to fill them in with the 411. If I didn't. Right. And, 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 and I'll tell you something. This is the truth. You know, I deal with my mom. You know, you'll meet my mom uh, in 11 days. Okay. Um, and my mom can't wait to meet you. Um, and my mom, you talked to her on the phone. My mom's very with it. Um, and, and I know, like, for example, my mom has actually said to me that she's had conversations with you and she knows things about you that you find in her. Tell me, um, because I'm going through things with, with our family, which mm. is all estranged and everything. Um, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Know exactly what you're talking about. But my mom, uh, and I think, I think the people who are like over the age of seventy-eight or eighty, mm-hmm. 
since they grew up in a different time. They're very stubborn. They're very set in their ways. And they feel like that if you in any way go against their thinking, you're the enemy. That, that, was, my, no that, was, that was my dad who passed away. At He goes, you never expose your family's dirty laundry. Right, right, because that's how they were brought up. You that's never why I was so shocked. My dad said to me, smother me with a pillow. Right, you never expose your dad. I think, I think I because, like, like, you know, I hate my nephews. And, you know, the, the two times I saw them, and especially, like, right before, you know, the big war started and everything, I, I, I asked one of them, I said, you know, because um, my, my dad was supposed to live for, like, three or four months. Mm-hmm. He lived for 10 days after he went to hospice, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I said, I said to one of my nephews, who I don't get along with, I said, did my, my dad ever say to you, uh, if they put him in a nursing home to smother him with a pillow and the kid looks at me like I'm fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. And, but my mom, my mom said, Yep. Told me the exact same thing. So yeah, I I think it's like a pride issue. Yes. And uh, people from that generation um, were raised in a different way. And then like you think about the kids who are in their twenties and thirties, they got no values. Nope. None whatsoever. Like that kid who stole your wallet. That's right. And my car keys and try to steal my car. Yes. And then back. And, and, and he and, came and, back. And he came back because he lost his cell Oh, man, he lost his cell phone and thought that I... It, it, the, the guy... Oh, that was you, my you know favorite the, story ever. You know the story. And then I smashed the motherfucker. It's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah that was funny. Yeah. That was the best. All right, my friend. Well, I will see you in 11 days. All right. This and um, are, are you going to come Easter Sunday or do you want to have Easter dinner? Yeah, yeah, we can. Well, anything. I mean, I'm, I'm close enough. We can do anything we want. I mean, just okay. Yeah, because um, Monday we're going to Disneyland. Tuesday, California Adventure. Mm-hmm. But I, I would love uh, I, I, for all you listeners out there. Trevor used to do the nicest thing for me. There was a casino called Terribles, and he would call them and buy me Christmas dinner. Every Christmas when I was in Las Vegas. Do you remember that? Yep, I remember. Because I had no family. And and Trevor couldn't be there. So, uh, yeah, that'd be great if you could come Sunday night. But but I'm I'm wondering wondering if you'll like, uh, I I don't know about your situation with your mother, but can we? Can I show you a bar on Catella? <laughs> can you hang out without your mother? Oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, be, oh my God! Let me tell you this. This yeah. is so funny because when we went on the cruise, mm-hmm. um, you have to pay in advance, um, and they have these drinking plans, and it's like three hundred dollars, and it's all you can drink. But if you don't buy the drinking plan, it's eight dollars a cocktail. So of course I spent the three hundred bucks, and I said to my mom, I said before we got on the boat, I said, "Mom, if I'm going to spend three hundred dollars, plan on me drinking three thousand dollars worth of liquor." 
And my mom's thinking to herself, there's no way, right? Mm-hmm. And by the time we got off that boat, right, she says, you're inhuman. There was more alcohol in your body than blood. She's never seen anybody drink that much. Okay. I mean, every bartender knew my name. Knew I mean, it was like, but when you build up a tolerance, you build up a tolerance. And uh, I was feeling no pain on that boat. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm starting to feel. I'm starting to feel it right now. You ever, you ever have it when your throat burns? Like it's like it's coming up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling yeah. that. I'm feeling yeah. that. Yeah, right when a bile comes up from your stomach and ugh. yeah, yeah. Um, what uh, on, on Catella there? You said it in Harbor. You said it's totally changed. Are there, yes. any, are there any nice bars or you know that well, you no, go no, to? You, know, you don't want to. You know, I mean, you don't want to. Uh, you don't want to go to a dive bar. Well, I do. I like. That's what I like. Dive bars. Well, no, no. You, you, you know what I'll do? I'll do like we did in Vegas. Remember that liquor store across from the Hard Rock? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go to that. Uh, it's still there because I asked at the hotel. I'll go to that place and and I'll buy some booze and then we'll go to downtown Disney. Yeah, we can do Ooh. that. But but the other thing is, I mean, the the bar I'm talking about is right down on uh, Catella and uh, and Euclid, and it's real. It's not like more than like two or three minutes. But see that it's uh, a dive bar in a sense, but they also like. The, the bartenders they'll like make pot like big pots of chili for the the patrons and and they'll feed you that's cool for free and that's everything else it? huh no 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 it's called Har- it's called harvey's you've been oh, Har- you've been harvey's been there do they do they have um they have um yeah, they have everything to um, no i'm like like um like I'm at Words of Mary at Fairfield, and I know like there's a McDonald's, a Seven Eleven. The Seven Eleven's on and, the corner of uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, the Seven Eleven's on the corner. And the Marriott's real nice. They said. <laughs> my my roommate used to work at the Marriott. He was like a he the was Fairfield a, one. Nah, the regular Marriott. Yeah. This this is the one right across from the parking lot on the Harbor there. Yeah. Um. But what, what was I going to say? Um, My what yeah, about, yeah, yeah. you know, like, you know, like in Buena Park, yeah. like how they have like medieval times yep. and, and all that. They don't have any of that shit by Disney, do they? Uh, let me think. Uh, I'm, I'm going up or like, What about? Well, come on, uh, Mike, Mike, Mr. Mike works. Mike, you work there. Where? On uh, Harbor in and Catella. You like, you work by Disneyland. Well, I work at Angel Stadium. Yeah, well, close enough. Yeah, well, that's far. That's by like where the pond used to be. There's that's like yeah. ten minutes away. Yeah, but I know he's talking um, about he's talking about like these like uh, uh, the Hollywood Wax Museum and uh, like and like uh, medieval, you know, medieval Park Boulevard. Medieval Does times. Do have any of that like by Disneyland? Disneyland <sighs> is no longer there. Uh, God, as far as Disney, like there used to be. Yeah, Pirates Adventure. Dollywood. Oh, you know what? I think yeah, I think they still. I know they still have Medieval Times on. That's at Buena Park, Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah, they sell that. And I, they probably do. Yeah. Have he's asking. He's asking about Anaheim place. though. Oh yeah, Anaheim. Like like what? Like uh, is there like a karaoke bar? They have by Disneyland. <laughs> they they oh, have geez. no. They're uh, by Disneyland. Like karaoke bar. Let me think about this. 
karaoke bar. Oh, down the street, there's a bar that does karaoke, but it's closer to Target. It's by it's by Garden Grove. Yes, you have to go. Oh, down. that's too far. Yeah, that's too far. It's like, but like around yeah. that area. No, I mean it's not even. Uh-huh. It's like so like squeaky clean. They don't have anything really. I mean, it's like basically you just take. Well, your no, I mean at downtown Disney, they got like a House of Blues. They got you know Tiki Bar. Yeah, but that's too squeaky clean for me too. I like I like the I like the, going, I like the I like the I like the down and dirty um, like bars. But yeah, so let's play, let's play. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Uh and then I remember like uh like uh you would have to go like by the celebrity theater of Anaheim, yep. which is like fifteen minutes. And and that's where the strip clubs are. That yes. Uh yes, yes, yes. We're gonna go to uh Fritz's And they're really shitty strip clubs. <laughs> no. Hey, did you, yeah, you, like you saw Fritz's. Hey yeah, wait a yeah. minute, wait a minute. Right, you like, saw like, the like, video. Like the closest good one was Santa Fe Springs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but no, but you saw the video with uh, And you would with... go on your birthday you would go on your birthday and you'd sit in a barber chair and then oh, all the girls would fucking straddle you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but you saw the I video bur- and they would take a Polaroid. Right, but you saw the video. You saw the video with Kip Adada, and he goes, "Where are you going to? A, a strip bar called Fritz on Catella?" And remember that that part of the video. And I yeah. go, "Yeah, yeah, I wanna- yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's right there." Oh wow! Now, uh, oh, I wanted to ask you one more question. Uh-huh. You, you know, I got BJ Era. Um, yeah. How far from Anaheim are the Indian casinos? That's like what, like an hour and a half. Mm, like hour, maybe, maybe an hour, maybe an hour, an hour. Pachanga, like like Saboba, Saboba, Morongo. Yeah, yeah, like uh, within an Those hour, what, like an hour and a half. Hour, well, hour there's and also half. that one that's on the five freeway. Was it the City Commerce or something? Commerce Casino. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a card club. I know that one. But that's not that's, that's we, not yeah, an Indian. Yeah, casino. yeah, but um, that's uh, but that's probably by the seven ten, right? Right. I think so. Yep. Yeah. This one night we're going to be there the whole week. That has something. That has something to do with uh, the guy. What's his name from like uh, Hustler Magazine? I think the Hustler. Larry Flint. Larry Flint. Yeah, Larry Flint. I think. <laughs> hey, Mike. Mike. Yeah. Yeah. You want to join us one night? I'd be oh, there. I'd love to. That would be so much fun. Yeah. 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 Have a good time. Yeah. Absolutely. But you you're uh, you drive right. Um, I can't drive, but um, we could take an Uber. My li- my license is well. My license. I get my license back April eighteenth. Oh yeah, so I forgot I about Uber. Hey Trevor, do you ever yeah, use Uber? No, I just got a new phone. I could probably add it to my phone. Uh, I have the app on my phone. Oh, see, see. You oh, could, okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah so yeah. Mike, yeah, I can pay money. So all yeah, right. Yeah. So Trevor, play on uh, Easter Sunday night. Okay. And uh, we get in at two twenty-five, uh, and then we check in and. We woke up on Sunday night. Uh, you know what? Sunday. Why don't we go to Fritz? I mean, what? it's like, it's not far from from where we're at, but where you're at is Fritz is like right there. With like good. Oh, no. God, wait, 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 wait! That's a bad idea. Why? Yeah. You know why? Why? You know why? Why? There's three days you never go to a strip club: Mother's Day, Christmas, <laughs> and Easter. <laughs> because that's when you get the retarded one-legged strippers who are in their sixties. <laughs> All right. Oh. All right. Well, we'll we'll work it out. We'll we'll, we'll like figure it out. All we'll right. Go. See you a week from Sunday, but we'll talk to you. Yeah. All right. Uh, take care, Mike. Bye, Trevor. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.